It was huge. You tell me that little fucker has a clone and he's in our apartment. Why do we have so many spiders in here? I don't know. Well, hey guys. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbish. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. This week on Crash My Couch, we're going to talk about bees! Exclamation mark. <laughs> we're going to be talking about R. Kelly's crazy cold. And we're also going to answer some of your pressing questions this week and more on Crash on My Couch. Thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting Crash on My Couch. You can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code CRASH30. That's C-R-A-S-H-3-0. Uh, remember to go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code CRASH30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Thanks, HelloFresh. Thanks to Audible for supporting Crash on My Couch for a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. Go to audible.com slash crash. Remember, go to audible.com slash crash and get a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. Hello! Hi, guys! Now, every time you do that, I feel like it's Twin Peaks. Hello! Oh, my gosh. I don't think he says hello, though. I feel like he says something like that. I can't remember what it is right now, but it's just something that's extended and it kind of goes, ooh, ooh. Me and Arden uh, watched uh, the show for Twin Peaks, which... Um, which if you haven't seen, it's a clusterfuck of a show. It's kind of this classic show, which was out of the 90s by David Lynch. And uh, recently, they released the third season, which... Uh, was what, 20... How many years later? Like 20 years later. 20 years later. So all the cast like 20 years older. And it's kind of like this, like, limited time series thing. Like, I think they're doing 17 episodes, Mm. and that's it. Yeah. But it's, like, surreal and bizarre and crazy. And very weird. And... And actually, I really hated the last episode I watched. Like, (laughs) if you want to watch something and just have no idea what the fuck is happening... Then David Lynch is for you in general, but especially the new season of Twin Peaks. Just, Just sit there, watch it, and just try and unravel... What's it's, happening? It's nuts. I think it was like season... What was the season that had that weird space thing with the girl with the closed mouth? That and just that thing happened. Was, and that thing that was banging on the door. Yeah. What episode was that? Because I want to uh, lead everyone to that episode. I think uh, it was like episode four. I, honestly, every episode has some weird demented thing oh, happening. God, it's been so fucking weird. It freaks me out every time. But anyways, that's... Okay, we got off on a huge tangent to start off with. That was pathetic. But the reason why we even mentioned that in the first place is because Will went, Hello! Which is a reference to the newest season of Twin Peaks. Just there so everyone go. can wrap that up with a bow. <laughs> uh, the character that is... Um, Played by, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Kyle McLaughlin. Yep, Kyle McLaughlin. Plays Dougie. Plays Dougie, which is the weirdest fucking name in the world. But also, Dougie's, I don't even know how to describe Dougie. He's just super messed up. Either way, he just repeats everything everyone else says in the show. And he does that when he's at a casino, when someone gets the jackpot. How about I try and explain who Dougie is? Like, Do you should I try try, try and explain who he is? Okay. So... Uh, Dougie mm-hmm. is the oh, an agent, an FBI agent went missing in the nineties. Yes, he. This is real time as well. Yes, okay. Yeah, he was taken to this like kind of in between place, in between dimensions the place lodge. called the 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 Red Room, the Black Lodge, the Black Lodge. The Black Lodge is the evil one. So yeah. Yeah. Because he got taken. The, he was watch. taken to a place in between time and space, mm-hmm. and has since then uh, has aged 
considerably in this place. Weird. Meanwhile, at the same time, another version of himself took his place and he's evil. Right. And... And inhabited by a spirit. And inherited by a demon. Called Bob. Called Bob. <laughs> so there's currently two of them. One's in between dimensions. One is out wreaking havoc. And there's a third. On top of that, <laughs> they also introduced another one, which is this totally normal guy called Dougie. Yeah, he's another doppelganger. He's, he's a tra- another one. Doppelganger? But, <laughs> but he's there to confuse things. God knows why. We're still trying to work it out. Yeah. So anyway... At some point in the new series, Dougie, his personality starts to disappear and merge with the person in the red room and in between dimensions. Mm-hmm. And he comes back in, onto Earth and inhabits his body. After Dougie throws up a weird ball. So, uh, <laughs> that is just a taste of uh, how... Twin Peaks. Fucking mental Twin Peaks is. Yeah, and David Lynch in general. Um, so anyways, that's our intro for Crash on My Couch. Yeah, sorry if this that was like... Podcast. Sorry if that was really tedious and boring. I, 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 you can skip it. No, honestly, now. I think that was like, genius. Yeah. I think we should... Oh, okay, from here on out, every time we do a podcast episode, we open with a, an obscure conversation about film. So can we do Tropic Great. Thunder tomorrow? Tropic Thunder. Because I did watch that last yes. night, and that was hilarious. Yes. Oh, that's what you wanted to do. We were trying to remember what segments we wanted to do this week. You wanted to do... A movie segment, so I we did. just and a TV segment, so we just did that. We just talked about Twin Peaks: The Return. We You're did. welcome. Welcome to our new segment that we just came up with. I really want to do a movie thing. Yeah, we should. Like literally next week, let's talk about something else. We just talked about Twin Peaks. That's awesome. Okay. We did that very organically. So next week we'll talk about something else fun. Well, good. Yeah, probably um, Dunkirk. We should talk about Dunkirk. <gasps> yes, we should. Because that was nuts that we watched that. Um. Anyway, so hi guys, <laughs> we have we have an interesting podcast coming up for you guys. Mm-hmm. We have. Some interesting segments. Yes. We've got animals are badasses. And then on Twitter, you guys were tweeting at me saying that you guys wanted to do another Hey, We All Feel Weird sometimes. And so I was looking through the emails that you guys have sent over. You guys have some great questions. So we're going to answer answer a couple at the end. But stay tuned, obviously, because we're awesome. So this week, Crash on My Couch is sponsored by Audible. Audible is an amazing audiobook service. It's one of my favorite things to listen to in the car. If you're a fan of podcasts, Audible is right up your alley because it's just a crap ton of audiobooks, (laughs) which is awesome. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more, which is awesome. And it's great to listen to when you're on the train or plane or bus or automobile or whatever. If you're going to the gym, I'm like not a big gym rat that loves to listen to music. I really like listening to podcasts. Yes. So, like, Audible is a great thing for that as well, I will say. Very underrated. Audible is offering you a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. And if you would like to listen to it, Audible has it. They have, like, every single book. They have one of the books that I'm reading right now, or listening to right now. Yeah, you've been obsessed with that. Yeah. It's called You're a Badass, and it's really good. It's written by Jen Sensero who's written a lot of other self-help books, but it's um, a really cool self-help book that takes like the idea of an overly gushy, self-helpy, like universal feelings and karma and kind of like the, the idea of like manifest destiny and makes it very... Um, like attainable and interesting to like the layman, which I love because it it goes very hippy dippy at times, but it warns you first. It's like, by the way, just ease back. If you think this is about to sound really hippy dippy and just cool your jets and listen to me for a second. And like, I kind of appreciate it. Like her tone of writing is really interesting. 
So if you would like to listen to your badass on your, you know, commute or whatever, you can go to audible.com slash crash for free audiobook with a 30-day free trial, which would be awesome. 30 days, baby. Mm-hmm. Everyone, please go to audible.com slash crash to show support and get a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. Yes. Yes, queens of audiobooks. So we're going to start off the podcast right now mm-hmm. with... You know what we should do today, Will? Tell me, Arden. We should join join a cult. Let's join a cult. Shall we join a cult? Let's do it. Yes. So, what cult are we going to join today, Will? This one is particularly interesting because Mm -hmm. it's also relevant. Uh, This is something which has happened, I think, in the last week or so. Mm -hmm. And it's to do with R. Kelly. Woo! So, uh, R. Kelly, popular rapper. I have no idea what you're about to say, by the way. I haven't read this article at all, so, so Will is coming so you're at just me preempting. with some you're fresh just, like, knowledge. Yeah, this is just coming out of nowhere. Yeah, so all you're hearing currently is R. Kelly, rapper. Yeah, that's all I know so far. You get five points if you can name an R. Kelly song. R. Kelly song, Ignition? Yes. It's oh, come on. Ignition. I think that's the Nine only one. The that's the only one I know. Okay. Um, I'm awful. I'm so, awful. R. Kelly. Always been kind of a weird dude. Was uh, he the one that also had like, the pissing thing? Me looks up R. Kelly piss. Oh, yep. Uh-huh. A two th- in 2002, a video surfaced allegedly showing Kelly engaging in sex with and urinating on an underage girl. Good. So that so, is the thing. So R. Kelly is an interesting dude. <laughs> yeah, so he's a fucking weirdo. So, okay. Not cool. This takes us to current times. So okay. R. Kelly the rapper has been uh, suspected of being the kingpin in a new cult. Okay. The cult doesn't have a name. I can't see the name, but people have come out and say they suspect that their daughters have joined this R. Kelly cult. Is it called the Piss on You cult? It should be. Okay. It should be. Okay. So, I'll try and explain it to you in just, like, the most obvious way. It's a very, like, uh, cliche cult. Because like, when I hear about R. Kelly, he's already pissed on people, on an underage girl, actually, so that's great. Great track record. So... Uh, I'm reading this on Variety. So apparently, uh, Kelly keeps several young women at his homes in Atlanta and Chicago. He replaces their cell phones with one specifically used to communicate with him and forbids them to contact their families. Requires they call him daddy. Oh God, that just ruined everything for me. And asks permission to leave the studio or their residences. He films their sexual encounters with him and abuses them physically and verbally. But you're saying this like he's doing this currently. He's doing this currently, hence the new headline, which just come out, which is his parents like, hey, is no one going to do anything about this crazy thing that's happening? Wait, what the fuck? And they're all underage? Uh, I don't know if they're underage. They're Their just, parents they're are just young. They're young women. Young women sounds like underage. Girls. I mean, yeah, it does. Wait, but... so keep going. Have we found a resolution to this? The problem is, is the women have come out and have claimed that like they're not part of the cult and they're there. Of their own free will, yes. So they're there willingly. Um, What the fuck? Which is very confusing. Hey, you can't love Ignition that much. Yeah, I mean, what are they? What are they worshiping? Ignition. Ignition. I don't want to make a joke of a bunch of like girls having to like be weird with R. Kelly, but like R. Kelly, R. Kelly. That's who we're gonna start a, a sex cult around him. No. Yeah. Why R. Kelly? Like, at least Nelly. I don't know. 
Like, I didn't think that R. Kelly was that big of a deal anymore. Oh, no. Oh, okay, that's where that ends. No, we literally can't play Molesta. Him. He's a molester. He's terrifying. That just got, like, that is such a sinister song now. Why is Ignition such a sinister song now? I don't know. It, it's just... Hey, it's, pretty girl, I'm feeling he, I guess he's always been kind of a weird guy, and this is kind of, you know, the peak of that... How old is he now? Weirdness. Should I look it up? I'm not sure how old he is. Wait, let me see. He was born in 1967. Okay, so he's like, you know, in his 50s, right? Dude... He's in his 50s? Oh, yeah, he's 50. He's 50 years old. He's as old as my dad. And he's, like, pulling this shit? What is going on? He's just this guy that's kind of been accused of, of rape and a bunch of really weird things over his career. And and no one decided to say yeah, anything Yeah, and now that? this is, like, the new thing, which is what he's doing. You know he won three Grammy Awards for I Believe I Can Fly? That's R. Kelly. I Believe I Can Fly. What a classic. Ruined. Tarnished. Yep. Bump and Grind. Also sinister now. Your Body's Calling. Super sinister. Gotham City. Not I so Believe much. I Can Fly could almost be kind of like their church song. You know what I mean? I Believe I Can Fly. Like, yeah, it's a very inspirational song. Sing that as kind of their thing. Ew, that's so gross, though. Wait, so they're doing this of their own accord? Are they actually doing this of their that's own accord? That's what happens when I guess you get brainwashed. Yeah, apparently they're of their own accord. Wait, secondary question. Is he paying them? Because this just sounds like a harem. No, it's not. Because he's, like, physically and verbally abusing them. He's taking their phones. Oh, I, I, didn't, oh, I forgot he's, that he's abusing them. They're, they're calling him names. He's, like, it's, like, this whole weird dominating thing. It's... Sounds really, really bad. I don't know if I could... Def- is that a cult? Or is that just a really scary sex ring? Uh, it sounds like a cult because they worship him as kind of their... Oh, they love him. Their leader. Yes. That's weird. That's very weird. Well, that makes me sad. If anyone is feeling any kind of feelings towards R. Kelly, just know that they are misplaced and you should be careful about that. Um <laughs> Yeah, I hate that so much. Uh, that's so gross to me, and I will never understand how someone can like have power in that way and use that over people who are more susceptible. It's so gross. So, people, don't be bumping and grinding, please. And I guess let's all just protest. Listen, honey, I'm the first person to bump, bump and grind ignition in my car, but I'm not going. I to can now. just see it. Like I'm I not can, going to now. I can just see him like walking in and doors swinging open, and he comes and seeing ignition. Just n- not okay. Though. Now I'm not trying to be rude. He comes and seeing it. That's every morning. That, that's this is awful. Yeah. Like I can't make a joke about this. No, anymore. I mean this is terrible. But like you know, just man, fuck R. Kelly. Well, happens. don't fuck R. Kelly. That's what happens in just like awful, awful situations. I try and. Uh, Make a joke. Make a joke about it, because so, otherwise we're going to cry. Uh, hopefully those girls get, get sorted out. Apparently in the uh, article, there's like videotapes and kind of evidence of stuff happening. And apparently one of the girls has never spoken to the media, but she has a story to tell. So whether she decides to say it. Oh, bro, she's going to sell her story. So, For fucking Well, sure. you know, she's brainwashed. This is a bad situation this girl's in. I feel like this is this must be a money-related thing. Like, he must be paying them, or, like... Because they're calling him daddy. Like, he's probably, like, all their sugar daddies. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, why the fuck would you love R. Kelly that much to, like, uh, like go through abuse over him? 
I know, because it's all like it's all like mental and physical abuse. I know, but like most of the time, it's because you're like, I am God. I well, am you don't the, know. They I probably Christ and we don't know kind of the insights of it. Maybe they do think he is. This, like, Maybe really thinks he's like the person. second coming of Christ or something. Anyway, moving on. I'm yeah. gonna move on to our second segment, which is a little bit more lighthearted. Thank God. And it is. Animals are badasses. To cheer us up, we've gone from the R. Kelly cult to. Mm-hmm. This week's Am I going to like this? Yes. Is it r slash r? It's actually really interesting. So, (laughs) this is on oddityscentral.com, this article. A woman in the UK was left baffled by a swarm of about 20,000 bees. (laughs) Where is this going? (laughs) That latched onto the back of her car and refused to budge for over 28 hours. What the fuck? 20,000 bees? How do you measure that? The mystery was eventually solved when she discovered that they were actually following their queen who had got stuck in the trunk of the car. That's terrifying. She, she was a mobile hive. So She was a mobile hive, dude. This lady was a hop in the car and she's like, wait a minute, what? what the fuck? She looks what back bees doing here? and there is a swarm. I don't know if you can see this, Arden. Let Just me see. Just look around. That's terrifying. So it's like but this, none like, of them are trying to sting whole you. swarm of bees just like stuck to the back of her car. Twenty thousand, and they wouldn't budge. They're just like, nah, we're here. Uh uh. How do you deal with that? Because I was just thinking, even if you wanted to get the queen out, if you tried to open the hatch, like the little handle, you would like crush bees trying to get it open. So I, they must I have think she them. probably left them. Yeah. Or I wonder if like. Oh, well, let's have a look. They probably smoked them out. Okay, so they apparently I think the queen bee had been attracted to something in the car, perhaps oh, something no. sweet, and had gotten a gap in the boot's wiper blade or perhaps the hinge. Uh, Doesn't she died. The swarm about 20,000 had followed her and was sat on the boot of the car. I bought over a cardboard box and eventually brushed them into there as quickly as possible as I was aware it was a big swarm in the middle of the high street. I'm sorry, wait a second. She did this by herself? Yeah. She said she got she- Brushed them into a, a cardboard, cardboard box. box. No, listen. She got about 15 or 20 stings and then left the cardboard box on the roof and then waited for the last few hundred bees to leave the boot. But then a gust of wind blew it off and the queen fled back to the boot again. Wait, what? I'm confused. How did, how, I thought the queen bee was stuck in the boot. I guess they, they, opened, <laughs> they opened the boot and then the queen ended up being... <laughs> blown back into the car. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, and the queen fled back to the boot again. Unfortunately, I had to go to dinner, so another beekeeper took up the watch. <laughs> had to go to dinner? Sorry, guys. Uh, enjoy this. I'm going to go to dinner, actually. I okay, really, so, the, uh... so the beekeeper did this. Okay, not the oh, woman okay, of the okay. car. I was like, what the fuck? Why is this woman just brushing bees off her car? <laughs> She's like, fuck it. <laughs> you know what? I'll do what I want. Traffic's My car. bad right now anyway. I'll just stop and brush these bees off. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, apparently it's just this, like, super strange incident. But, you know, it's funny. When I was reading it, I kind of imagined it, like, as, like, some weird Pixar film. You know what I mean? Like, the climax of a Pixar film. So true. Like, they're trying to save the Queen Bee, and they're all hanging on. Yeah. And, like, can't you see it cutting between, like, the human's perspective? And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the bees were like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. That would be so Think funny. Think of Bugs Life, but of bees. Um, so, we would call it Queen Bee. Queen B, coming you next fall. Queen of the road. Queen of the road. I don't know. Think about sting it. Sting me? I'll sting you. No, no, didn't quite don't work. Don't think that was didn't it. Didn't quite work. Don't think it was that. I don't know. 
<laughs> but either way, that was that was an interesting nugget. I'm very glad we went straight into that after R. Kelly because that was that was hilarious. Wait, how? How the hell does a queen bee get in there in the first place? Because I don't know if you guys know those listeners. I know I've told you this before. Um, my dad is a beekeeper now. Not only is he a beautiful man, beautiful bald man who wears beautiful he glasses. He basically does everything. He does everything. He also owns a construction company and like a bunch of other stuff and builds houses and he's a dope dude. But also he keeps bees because he's a delicate, wonderful flower of, of the meadow. Um, <laughs> I love my dad to death. He's coming in town next week. I'm so excited. But either way, um, he keeps bees. And there's this whole thing about the queen bee that you just, you never move the queen bee. And she doesn't move. Unless she feels like her thr- your, her hive is like collapsing or it's been threatened. That's the only time that the queen bee will abandon its hive. Mm. So she's popping out of that hive. And please, if there's any bee expert, don't nitpick me on this information. <laughs> but if there's, my dad will call me. He'll be like, what the fuck were you saying on your podcast last night? <laughs> Um, no, but, so B, uh, the queen bee is like, oh god, the hive is getting too big, I gotta leave this beautiful space that I've made in this abandoned garage or whatever. So she pops out, she starts flying around, she's got all these people behind her, all of her people. It's like Moses parting the Red Sea to get, get these people uh... across to a new land. It's true. It's true. It is. It is. They're making a pilgrimage across the desert, or wherever in England they were. And she ends up in a moving vehicle. <laughs> How do you get that so wrong? How do you get that so wrong? Like, did she think she was just setting up shop in the right place? I just, like, I just love, like, being in the woman's situation because, like, she's obviously driving this car and, like, they won't leave. Bees. It's like, it's like she gets out of the car and she's like, okay, Bees. I'm, I'm going to go to bed now. When I wake up, I hope I'm, this isn't a thing. This, yeah, you sleep on it. You're like, this must be some weird anomaly. <laughs> and there are like more in the morning. I don't know who's dosed me, but I'm just going to go upstairs and try and sleep, sleep this, this off. Sleep this off, yeah. Opens up the window, looks downside. They're just... Still bees. Sitting there. Still bees. 20,000. I mean, all of the trees in the neighborhood got pollinated. After 28 hours. Is it 28 hours? <laughs> How did you leave them for 28 hours? They were just sitting there. How does that happen? Can you imagine that phone call to like the beekeepers like, yo, I've got a serious issue. <laughs> I got issue. a doozy for you. <laughs> I got a real humdinger here. Oh my gosh. You know what my favorite card in Cards Against Humanity is? Mm. Bees, exclamation mark. Oh, just bees? Bees in any situation. Any situation. Well, props to the beekeepers for sorting out that situation and, you know, taking 15, 20 stings. Yeah. I've been stung by a bee once and I hated it. I've only been stung by a bee once. Yeah, it's not fun. No. I was really young when I got stung by a bee. It never happened again. Really? Yeah, when was the last time you got stung? I think I was with you when I got stung, didn't I? You got stung by a bee when we were dating? Yeah. I think I or a wasp that. or something. It was like, wasn't it like last year, two years ago? Where were we? Um, I can't remember where we were. But remember, I was like, ow. And like it started swelling. Oh, it was on the back of your arm, wasn't it? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, and you're like, ooh, ah. Like, it really got you. Yeah, it, it hurt. It really hurt. But I don't. I never saw a stinger. And normally bees leave a stinger, so either it fell out or a wasp got you. Yeah, well, that's what I thought it was. We had this conversation because I, I, I was like, what the fuck was that? And then, yeah, there was no stinger, so we just assumed it was a wasp. Yeah. How funny is that? Fuck. Oh. I hate it. I hate all insects that have stingers. <laughs> I'm like, what are you here for? I would, like, prefer a spider to bite me than to have a wasp sting me. For sure. No. What? Spider bites can just fucking 
poison your ass. Dude, you had a spider bite like a week ago and you were fine. Listen, lady. Spiders. Think of all the spiders that can kill you. Mm-hmm. There's poisonous ones everywhere. Okay. Yeah. But there's also spiders that are the most... How common. many poisonous bees do you have? You mean, yeah, but they really hurt. I don't care. I'd rather hurt than like bleed out of my eyeballs because of do you know how spider how venom works bad the poison is okay it's venom first of all okay well so anyway they don't have a vi- every spider doesn't have a little vial okay. of poison that they're well, like yeah. okay <laughs> so i'll be stung by a little bee and you can be stung by a fucking spider bitten bitten by, by a, a spider, spider and you will die mm, debatable are you dead Black. Okay, you you'd rather take a black widow over a bee. No, that's ridiculous. I'm saying a normal spider. I would take my chances with a normal spider over a bee any day. But you don't know if that spider's a normal spider. It's always a normal spider. I saw a spider this morning by our door. Don't tell me these things. <laughs> it was one of those big ones. Too. No, fuck off. It was. It was Where like, was it? It was like the one from the bathroom that I killed the other day. <gasps> yeah. No, don't tell me that. No, please don't. Where Where was it? It was by the door. Where? Like, literally on the inside of the door, right by that light switch. Oh, it was, like, on the outside? It wasn't in our apartment? No, by that light switch. That one, right there. What, just, like, there? Mm-hmm. On the wall? Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? And it was, like, 6 a.m., so I was like, nope, I'm leaving. So you left it in here yeah. with me and didn't tell me about it? What? Oh, no, it's not gonna be there now. That was, like, 13 hours ago. That is absolutely disturbing. Guys, this spider that we saw last week was ginormous it was huge are you telling me that little fucker has a clone and he's in our apartment why do we have so many spiders in here i don't know guys if you have any spidey solutions i hate killing spiders i would love to put them outside every day but we have bushes around our house where like there are tons of webs and you can tell that's like where the spiders are but we're but we're up here how are they getting up i don't know but they are and so my thought is we need to get one of those little like sonar little things that make that decibel noise that keeps spiders and like bugs away or whatever but if you guys have a solution that actually works if you've ever had a spider problem because i kill like three spiders a week i feel like no like a spider a week yeah like a spider a week but even that is like quite a bit quite a bit i went most of my life never seeing a spider no so yeah you know in london i don't uh, touch wood jesus christ i touch wood I've gone most of my adult life in the UK never seeing a fucking spider or touching them. Oh, except when we were up in your room and there was that one that came out of my sleeve. <laughs> I mean, I used to live thing. near a garden and, like, there were spiders constantly out there. But that was because, you know, I was in a garden and, like... But those spiders are so nice. And, like, most spiders... I love spiders. I love spiders because they eat bugs. Well, I don't like seeing spiders like big spiders next to me. But I love what spiders do, which is they eat gross bugs, they eat fruit flies, they eat flies in general. And they keep your house clean. As long as they're not... I hate them. I know, but they don't They don't hate you. That's what I'm saying. They're not a mosquito that's, that's trying true. to bite you. That's true. They're not a fly that's trying I to bite you. I just worry food. like they're going to be like scary type of spider. Because we're in California. We're down in Venice. It's um, a hot climate. Uh, babe, I'm going to tell you right now. Any of the ones that you should be worried about are all in like mid-California. Because it needs to be like hot and gross. Not gross. Mid-California is beautiful. But like hot and dry and most black widows live in like garden sheds. Like they sit outside. They don't sit. <laughs> I've never seen a black widow. I've never seen a black widow in a residential area. I've only ever seen okay, a black well, like, widow. Okay, well, like, just don't fucking jinx it. I'm not. I'm not jinxing it. We're gonna be fine. Don't do that. <laughs> I hate 
spiders. I don't even want to, like, when I say the word, I just feel like part of me is just, like, falling apart. No, that's not good. I, I say the word spiders. Like, it leaves my mouth. I can just, like, see it leave my mouth in this horrible, like, webby thing. And I'm like, ugh! I don't know if I like that. Whenever I read it, I'm just like, ugh, spiders. Well, don't worry. The spiders are not coming for us. How do we even get on that topic? The name fits... Spiders? The thing, doesn't it? Like, scuttling? Like, spiders. A spiddling, spiddling spider, yeah. I mean, we also give power to the name spiders, because if, like, cotton candy was called spiders, we would love cotton candy and spiders. You know what I mean? Listen, if spiders were called cotton candy, that would be a much more enjoyable experience for everybody involved. Cotton candy. Like, that was their nickname. Like, oh, spiders. Oh, there's a cotton candy over there. You would still be like, woo! Or would it ruin yes. cotton candy for you? I'd prefer, I'd prefer that than the word <laughs> What spiders. are we even talking about I don't right know. now? We're... We should probably move okay, on. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Moving on to our last segment, guys. Sorry about that a little ramble we were having there. Really went on a bee-related uh, ramble. We're just having a little couple insert. conversation about, uh, yeah, that. Well, now you know what it sounds like when Will and I are just discussing things. That's, <laughs> like, this is what I've been on doing 90% of the time when we're just sitting here. like Debating whether or not spiders would be less like distracting and awful if you called them cotton candy as a nickname. So let's do a segue into our uh, next segment, which is a sponsored segment. By HelloFresh. 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 No, it's not a musical company. It is a delivery service that sends meals fresh to you, which is a pretty cool time. So Skrill and I have a pretty on-the-go lifestyle, but we're we're feeling like cute little couples uh, and feeling like we want to be lovey-dovey. One of our favorite things to do is cook together. Uh, And one thing that makes it so easy to do that is having... Kind of like a, a meal kit delivery service, and HelloFresh is just that. So basically, you have everything you need for any meal all wrapped up in one little box, and then you can make it together, and it's great because... And then you feel just super accomplished. Yeah, you're like, oh, I can cook things. Yeah, you feel amazing after you've done it. I know. It's so it's so good. And it's always like healthy stuff, too, because Will and I always have this thing where like I'm like, ooh, let's do veggie burgers, and Will's like, ooh, how about we just eat a pound of french fries? And I'm like, uh... <laughs> on the weekends, sure, but like on my everyday life, I don't a, know. A pound of French yeah, fries. Yeah, just like a pound of fr- like a casual pound of French fries. Right. So it's nice that HelloFresh makes it easy to have good, clean eating meals, like a lot of lean chicken. They have veggie options for people who are vegetarian. Last time we got HelloFresh, we had a delicious dinner involving some catfish fillets. They were breaded and battered <laughs> and into. Lightly fried in a pan. There was some sort of lemon caper situation. It was great. Delicious. Flaky. Buttery flaky crust. (laughs) Um, I actually think it was, was it called katsu style catfish? Yes. It was delicious. And I'm also one of those people that doesn't typically eat a lot of meat, but occasionally... If I know that you I dabble like, in the fish, yeah, I'll dabble in the fish just because I, you know, sometimes I just need a little extra protein in my life. Yeah, and I don't want to eat beans forever, and catfish is one of my favorite things since I am from Arkansas. And I thought this was a really fun way of doing it. And also, it wasn't like it was super overly fried and unhealthy. I feel like it was a lean option for someone who still wants like a little salty, salty action. Very true. Fish. Very true. Very true. Very delicious. Highly recommend. Every week, there are new delicious recipes that get sent to you, so you never get sick of anything. You don't get sent the same thing a bunch of times, because that would drive me crazy. 
I can only have veggie burgers so many times. There are step-by-step instructions for every every little bit of it, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, because it's super easy to work out. Yeah. And, yeah, you don't ever really feel like you're, like, in cooking. I always feel like I'm struggling to, like, know what my next thing is. Yeah. And I feel like they do a great job of making sure you're, like, on the right track. Yeah, like, that's so true. You always feel like... Yeah, you're just getting somewhere. Well, also, I like it because it's not like you have a bunch of extra ingredients. Like, everything's measured to the exact quantity that you need. So you're not wasting anything as well. So you won't have a bunch of stuff just, like, sitting in your fridge all the time. Yeah, and it's quick, too, which is good. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, it only takes, like, 30 minutes. It's not like you're, like, slaving away for hours making this whole thing. Yeah, and overall, like, even just when you get it delivered, I realize that the box that it comes in is recyclable. So, like, sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, oh, do I want to, like, send a bunch of groceries to my door? Does that feel, like, wasteful? Why don't I just, like, get up and go get it myself? I don't know. But then I'm like, no, because also every meal is less than $10, which is crazy. So you end up saving money because you're not buying a bunch of groceries that you're going to throw away. Because, I mean, when I get a bundle of garlic, I will never use the whole bundle of garlic. <laughs> that will never happen. So, yeah, they're offering up to $30 of your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code CRASH30. Yes. So, if you guys want some money off, want to try it out, give mm-hmm. it a go. Let us know what you think. Yeah, give it a try. We, we love it, and we think you guys would too. So once again, that's HelloFresh.com and use the code CRASH30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. You should go do it because it's a good time and you won't regret it. So, uh, like I said, we have been hearing from you guys on Twitter that you want more of uh, our segment, Hey, We All Feel Weird Sometimes, and so that's what we're doing right now. Hey, we all feel weird sometimes. So So you've got two questions we're going to answer. Yes. And I'm going to tie this bad boy up. So what have you got got for me, Odd? I will will handle this. So here's the question. So I am going to keep this person anonymous. Just in general, I think I'm going to keep people anonymous. Okay. Um, But you should know it's you if, if you didn't. I mean, this was sent fairly recently. So it's you. Hi. Um, my boyfriend of over a year, whom I live with, has recently started a new job. He has been there for a couple months, and since the beginning, he has mentioned this girl. He is a very shy person, and isn't very close to his old friends anymore since they went their separate ways in college, etc. I'm happy that he has someone new to call a friend, but how do I manage the jealousy? I can't help but feel jealous when he likes her selfies on Instagram, Snapchats and texts her, and even talks about how cool she is to me. He often says that we would get along great and should meet, but I feel so threatened by her and I feel terrible. I don't know what to do. Am I paranoid for being cheated on in the past? Thanks. You should absolutely meet her. That's, that's probably the biggest problem, isn't it? Suss it out. Yeah, just meet the person. Yeah. And if, and if there is anything that is weird when you guys meet or, like, you feel like there's some kind of tension there, whatever, then you know what the answer yeah. to any of those questions are. Or if she's completely normal and nice and maybe kind of, like, shy and also a bit of a nerd in the office or whatever, maybe if they just hit it off because, because there are things called platonic male and female relationships. Yes. And Will is a master of that. You have so many girlfriends. I mean, I'm your top bitch, but you've got a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> You do. You're friends with a lot of girls. And I remember when we first started dating, I always found that I was really excited because it meant that you understood the female side of life. But also, I was kind of like, it's crazy that you have so many girlfriends. Like, 
girls that you are just platonically friends with. I do think some of them had crushes on you way back in the day because you're a hot piece of ass. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. So I feel like you can give a lot of info to this. Like, if you worked in an office as a dude and you found, like, a girl who's just really nice in the office, would that be something that would worry you? Like, ooh, am I starting to catch feelings for this person? Or would it be like, oh, it's so nice to have, like, another friendly face in the office. My girlfriend would love this person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you just can't, like, assume that there's anything There's anything going romantic going on if you just trust your boyfriend and everything. Like, I don't think there's anything to worry about. But um, you should just meet her because yeah. that would just take the edge off. Maybe you can be friends with her as well. Yeah. You can all be friends and all hang out. Yeah. And then maybe you can help her find a boy. Yeah, that's always so fun. And then you can double date. And then, boom, you've got a fucking friend group And then it's growing, and then it just grows and grows and grows. And then you find another couple, and it just happens. Yeah, and then everyone starts becoming friends. And then you have people over on a Sunday, drinking wine, watching Game of Thrones with you. Bam. Boom. That's what we started doing. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. Listen, this is the easiest way to make a new friend, theoretically. Yeah. Your boyfriend has approved your new best friend. You know what I mean? Yes. She's, like, obviously a dope person if she's getting along with your boyfriend. And you know what? This is great because also that girl can meet you and put a name to the face of the girlfriend. So she can be like, oh, yes, he does have a girlfriend. Concrete ideals. What's up? I now know the situation on all sides. You know, it's funny. Thinking about it now, it would be very sad to be a guy and not have friends who are women. Which happens a lot. Yeah, it must happen a lot. I, I know a lot of my friends probably, like a lot of... My guy friends from, like, school or way back, like, probably don't hang out with a lot of girls. Which is just stupid when you think about it. It's just dumb. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of, like, not, um, like, like, seeing the opposite gender more, more as a romantic thing rather than, like, an interpersonal thing. I think when you're younger, you do that a lot. Probably, You, you yeah. automatically kind of, like judge whether or not you would date someone of the opposite sex before you're friends with them that doesn't always happen but like i think like innately i would do that a lot when i was younger i would kind of like judge someone on a romantic scale if they were the opposite sex yeah um or anyone that you're romantically you know entangled with doesn't have to also i mean a lot a lot of my um girlfriends are like um people that i've known for like super long five years minimum so like there's a lot of uh as a long, long relationship there. Yeah. It's not like it's like a random person I've just met. And so I don't, it's hard to relate because I don't think I've really had that where I've just met a random lady and we started becoming friends. Other than me, but then we started boning. Oh. <laughs> nice. Classic. Classic, classic, classic. Uh, so yeah, I would. Um, Asked to have a little play date with all of you. Play date, as in a platonic play date. Yeah. <gasps> what if he's looking for a threesome? Whoa. <laughs> Don't put ideas into this poor lady's head. I'm kidding. That's such a joke. Don't take any of the very <laughs> seriously today. I'm so loopy. I just came off of like a full day of work. So um, this is loopy podcast. Okay. So next question, baby. Lay it on me. Boom, baby. So our answer to that was be open to the possibilities of a new friendship. Um, but be aware. You're talking like one of those horoscopes. All those like auntie yes. and magazine things. Auntie and magazine things. No, auntie and. Auntie and is a pretzel. <laughs> you mean agony and. There you go. 
Same thing. Auntie Anne, Agony Aunt. I mean, they both beam of an A, don't they? Auntie Anne does soothe your soul. So, I get it. Both do the same thing. Yeah, Auntie Anne is, is delicious. It's basically therapy. Um, so, we've agreed that they should meet up, basically. Yes. Yes, cool. Glad. Moving on. Thank you for your question. Next up, this one's a little bit more serious, but I feel like a lot of you guys have messaged me with more mental health-related stuff, so it's not um, anything nuts, but we are going to talk a little bit about eating and disorders, but not really. Okay, I'm just going to read the question. I've been struggling with anorexia and exercise addiction since high school, and now that I'm 18 and moved out, I really want to recover and just live my life. I wondered if you had any advice or words of comfort for me. How can I let go of the comfortable routine this disorder has created for me and learn to let loose and accept myself from someone who's anonymous? So, I think a lot of, like, addictions and habitual things are just that, something that you do every day and you get in a rut because of that. Yes. It's very easy to get stuck in a pattern where, like, maybe when you wake up in the morning, you weigh yourself or you write down the things that you eat or... You know, you know that you're going to do 30 minutes of exercise that day or an hour of exercise that day and you stick to it like religiously. And that's, that's what the problem is, is that it becomes such a routine and so ingrained that it's not even just a disorder. It's like a habit that you can't kick either. Um, and so I think a lot of it is breaking the pattern. Like if you know that you were planning on working out for an hour that day, just lessen it to like 30 minutes. Like, yeah. you don't have to cut out the entirety of it if it makes you feel like you can still do a routine. But just trying to minimize the control that it has until it's almost non-existent is a really good way to go. And then also, you're about to go to college. You're about to move out. So you get to set your own new routines and new habits. So whatever you do the first day that you get in college, let it set whatever you're going to do for the rest of the year. So that means you are not going to bring a scale with you to college or you're definitely going to get up and go eat breakfast every single morning at the same time so that you're forced to do something to positively impact your disorder. Yeah. Well done. That's my advice. Nice chunk of advice. <laughs> I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like you really added a lot to the last boyfriend conversation. So okay. I figured I'd just like take one. Um, do you want to do one last question before? Yeah, sure. Okay, so that's my advice for the second one. Sorry, we got a little uh, serious there, but I feel like it's important to answer those questions on this podcast. So let's end on a fun note. My boyfriend of three years and I are leaving for colleges on different sides of the country this fall, and my parents are encouraging me to break up with him. They like him and until now have supported us, but they say that I will regret staying with him later on. I get that we're both going to change a lot in the next few years, and that's, it's rare to end up with your high school sweetheart, but I don't see why I should end a healthy relationship now to prevent heartbreak later. My parents are also telling me that about all the other wonderful people I'm going to meet in college if I'm single. But again, I'm happy with who I love right now. So why change that if it's still good? Am I being naive? Will romance become a roadblock? Help! Okay. My lady of mine, my beautiful lady of mine, is going to college. So is her boyfriend. Separate states. They gonna do long distance, basically. I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, it totally depends on... The relationship, if you're super devoted to mm-hmm. each other, if you're super into it, if you're lovey-dovey, if you're, if you're film love, we're talking here, mm-hmm. you know. That's an exception. Um, if, if, if it's just, you know, a real relationship and it's someone you're in love with, then I think that's a different story to someone you're, you're just 
you've been dating for a while or you just said you're in like a comfortable like comfortable place in your relationship Mm -hmm. but i would say that if you know you're indifferent to it and are just doing it because you know you're happy with that person Mm. then maybe you should think about parting ways for a little bit see what happens if you both miss each other you can start it up again i don't know i never went to university i went to film school and but even in film school like i remember just meeting so many people and you get so involved in that world and it just takes over your life for like a couple of years. And you change perspectives a lot when you go to a different place. Yeah. Like that's the other thing. You guys are going to be in two separate places. And I feel like once you've started, like you said, meeting all these new people and getting into your groups, the way that you perceive the world changes a little bit. And so I think that's why a lot of times people break up when they do long distance in college is because you're, you're getting two different versions of the world and it's hard to be like the same person you always were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I did the exact same thing. I was dating my high school sweetheart out of high school when I moved to LA and he was living in Texas and it was like, we had completely different ideals by the end of like six months. And by that point we were both like, I guess we're just still in this just because we are, basically. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I just wish so badly. Like, I was so obsessed with him, and we were best friends, but I wish so badly that I had just cut it off right when he graduated or I graduated. Yeah. And it's so, so that's super difficult. It's super difficult to, like, just go ahead and do that. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't feel like there's going to be an end right now. Right. But, I, and it doesn't necessarily have to, but I feel like when you, like I said, when you go into new experiences, just from my personal experiences, I I thought it was going to work out, and it absolutely did not. Yeah. I'm so glad it didn't. I mean, I think if, you, if you're, if you like, super into the relationship and you want to maintain it, then like, just go ahead and try and do the long-distance thing, try and make it work. If you're, gonna, you're kind of having second thoughts about it and you're uh, worried about the idea of it, Maybe you should part ways, see what happens, see how you're both feeling, see the, see what people you meet, mm-hmm. if you still miss each other, and get back together. Like, there are so many just different ways to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Well, guys, we got three good questions out in the end, which is always a fun time. And if you guys have any more questions that you would like for us to answer, please email us at crashmycouchshow at gmail.com or tweet at us, Will Darbyshire and Arden Rose. And other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you guys had a good week. Anything you'd like to add, William? Nope, that's it. Sounds all good to me. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. See you later. Bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kukuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you. Guys.